0: Hey so what you're about to hear is an interview I did with my mom Patricia Eastwood. She's the owner and founder of natural Balance Massage LLC started about fifteen years ago. This was a really nice talk. She and I have sat down many times and talked very personally and very deeply about some of the things that we have t- we touched on in this interview. but I think it was nice to get it get a record of it so other people can hear some of her insights into the way she looks at life. There is some stuff that I learned, which was nice and a little bit surprising, but I think that, you know, there's some, there's some good stuff that can be learned from this talk. So enjoy.
1: I am super duper serial.
0: First, I just want to say thank you for doing this. Uh, These have all been really cool so far, and I know this one's going to be very different, um, just because you and I have had a lot of long conversations about really deep stuff before. Yeah. Um, So my first question, my question for everybody so far, I guess it's not the same question, but who is Trish Eastwood?
2: So funny, because... Philosophically, you know, I've I don't say I've looked into that question, but when you read and study a lot of spiritual stuff, I don't I won't answer that question like most people answer it. So, most people would expect me to say, Oh, I'm Trish Eastwood, I'm you know, I'm a a mother of two boys, I own a business, uh, blah blah blah.
0: That's the instinctive way to answer that question. It's the only well, types of answers I've gotten so far, so I'm very curious to yeah. what you're about to say.
2: Well, so it's funny because now I'm thinking, <clears throat> Well, who who am I? And mm-hmm. I do kind of more um I don't it's not that I don't think of that stuff as important because of course it's very important. Well I didn't ask you what you think
0: is important, I, I asked who is Trishista. You know. I know,
2: but what I'm saying is who I am depends on my perspective of who I am and that sure. used to be my perspective of, you know what I mean?
0: But are you going to tie into that what other people think of you or what you think other people think of you? You know what I mean? It's a well, weird Well, I question. mean, because it's
2: either you, you stay who you are on this earth or you state who you are as a spiritual being. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, so what's your answer?
2: So I guess it's still hard for me to answer though. Okay. Because I, I know that I'm not just those things that I could list. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm more than that and I could be more way more than that
1: right
2: I guess i'm I guess I could just say I'm somebody that's um, very, very happy. Um, I'm very um, I'm a very optimistic person who is blessed with many earthly things as far as um Friends, family, things to do. I feel as though my life has an enormous amount of purpose. I try and think of my life as um, like no matter what happens to me or my things or my people, I'll always be okay. Because, like, I try to think really practically about there's a beginning and an end to everything. Mm-hmm. So I try not to hold too tight. I mean, I'm not, I try not to hold too tight. You know how tight yeah. I hold on to like you and, you and Josh, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, the you, thought has crossed my mind. What would happen to me? Mm-hmm. What would happen to Trish Eastwood? If? If one of my sons died. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, well, it's
0: interesting because a lot of people can't even allow those words to come out of their mouth. Like, obviously it would be... You don't even have to get into how awful that would be, because that's all obvious. Mm-hmm. But because of oh, how yeah. obviously awful it would be, a lot of people won't even allow themselves to put that sentence together vocally. Right. Because they feel like there's some sort of jinxing involved or something. Yeah. They well, might I not unbelie- say yeah. that, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, they can't even, they don't even want to create that at all, even even if it's just putting the sentence together.
2: Well, it's funny, because the jinxing word, of course, I think is a silly word, but... Sure. but on the flip side, the other maybe parallel or like-minded word to that would be energy. Like I would say, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to put that energy out there. Which is why, if I feel like I might be getting sick, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell everybody I approach that day. Oh, I think I'm getting sick, and think about it all day. Oh, I hope I don't get sick. I hope. Because guess what happens. Yeah. All, you'll probably end up sick. All I ever say is, if anything hurts me, or if mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting sick, mm-hmm. I say. I am well, I feel great, yeah. that's going to go away. And
0: you can probably, there's probably things that you do to try and, you know, if you have an emergency packet hanging around, you feel like you uh, Sometimes, to sometimes
2: yeah. I just do that, and it's so funny, because I just came from a doctor's appointment. Yeah. And he's like, how you doing? I haven't seen you since Christmas of 2015.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. So... So you, so you take, so I mean, so so there's a a superstition as well to people not wanting to put senses together like that, tied to sort of like an energetic, you know, um, I mean you're definitely somebody who's in tune with understanding uh, intention and energy and stuff like that. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, because I could say a sentence, mm-hmm. like say I say I just did happen to you, you called me on the phone or whatever and I just said, he's like, yeah, how you doing? And I might say, well, I feel like I'm getting sick, Yeah. but I don't want to spend the whole conversation talking about that. I don't want you to feel sorry for me right. or go, oh no, what do you think it is? And then I, you know what I mean? I don't give it a lot of energy. Yeah. On about, top of the fact that Yeah. Know. So my intention behind that is just to say, well, this is really how I'm doing. You're asking me how I'm doing. Yeah. I feel like this. And then I would probably say, but I think it's going to go away.
0: Right. right you know what I mean? Course. Yeah, some like, well, that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, I, you know, I have the same, I guess situationally, it depends on the, um, how I react in the regard that we're talking about it depends on the situation. Because if I feel like I'm getting sick, Um, if I feel like I'm getting sick, sometimes I'll try to avoid saying the words. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting sick mm-hmm. because I don't even wanna right. go down that road at all. But if I were having a conversation of somebody said, "What? How? What would happen if your mom died?" Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable talking about that. Right. So I wonder why. So you're
2: you're, you're comfortable talking about the fact that you'd kill yourself? Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny. I guess I couldn't really explain what makes me draw that line, you know, between different kinds of situations. But
2: yeah, like you don't want to talk about your sick but you'll talk about your brother. But but, it's, but yeah. But
0: I wonder because I don't want either of those things to happen. But for I think it's reason, because you
2: could avoid getting sick. You can't avoid me dying.
0: I guess. Yeah.
2: Really when it comes to Well down I guess it. yeah,
0: I guess I guess I believe that my I have more control over something happening within my own physiology by my exactly. intention right. versus you being another person entirely out in the world doing things that I don't even know about ninety nine percent of the time.
2: Right. You and know. the fact that everybody's gonna die and you can do nothing about that.
0: Right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So how did you become this person who is so comfortably in, in tune with um, the way, you know, your philosophy is about energy and intention. Because the way that you answered that question says a lot. The fact that the first, that your instinct... And I was, didn't
2: know you were going to ask me that question.
0: Cool. Um, well, I didn't tell you I was, so... Right. You know, your your instinct was to defend against your instinct. Right. You know? Yeah which is very which is fascinating because it's it's uh, it uh it that shows that that's something that you have practice at something that you have a lot of experience doing is getting in front of your own I do it re- day. reaction stopping yourself from reacting and instead pausing con, you know consuming the thing that just came in and digesting it thinking about what makes sense how how to how to move forward not mm-hmm. how to react but how to move forward you know yeah how would you say that you I mean I, I know I kind of know the answer to this question yeah but for the people that don't can you kind of explain how you got to that state of mind that, that well it's taken right?
2: many many years mm-hmm. it's take many so much reading so much introspection so great a desire Mm -hmm. to want to be a better person. Um, Not just like, so people will like me. And I think it comes from like, so, you know, I started out like years ago, say, when when I was going through just problems, always being stressed out, just marriage, divorce, and all that, you know what I mean? So like a bunch of self-help stuff, like not wanting to make the same mistakes over and over. So really, and, you know, quite frankly, I've always um, been accountable for my own actions. Mm -hmm. You know, so I know that I have the control to be better. And I don't think it was just like maybe just to be a better person in the world. That I I strive for now. But years ago, it was kind of just to survive. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just to get through. I don't have to tell anybody the stuff we go through, the, the stress. I've always looked for a way to not not to not have stress because I obviously surround myself with stressful situations right. because of how hard I strive. But
0: choosing about what you're going to get stressed about is um, choosing situations that you know are going to be stressful is a very um, a powerful thing versus... Just getting stressed out about things that happen to you that you don't have control over.
2: Well, there's always going to be stress because not everything's going to go exactly as you want it to every day. Right. So anyway, so a lot of reading, a lot of reading, mm -hmm. a lot of reading, starting off years ago with like um, Deepak Chopra, like when I first had my store, Little Shop of Miracles, Mm -hmm. you know, that um, exposed me to a lot of different things. Yeah. A lot of different books, a lot of different wellness books. But it was more like self-help, self-help. Now I read stuff that's much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Like, um, that's actually been around, but he's written like Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, that's been Mm -hmm. around for a long time. The Power of Being Present, the Zen thing, the, the, well, I'm right here doing this right Mm now. So I would be really stressed right now if I didn't say, okay, so for the next hour I'm going to talk to Jake. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I wish this would be quicker because I have something else to do. (laughs) I'd be totally stressed out. Mm -hmm. But this is what I'm doing. And I try and do that with everything as little as right now I'm walking down the stairs to check the laundry. Right.
0: Of course, my whole day isn't like that. And with that that practice, every single thing you do becomes a meditation.
2: That's exactly right. So you're basically
0: meditating all day.
2: Well, no, but I only do that a couple of times a day. But I used to only do that a couple of times a month.
0: Or a couple times a year. Or never. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I always just bring myself back to present, because in the present moment, nothing is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm walking... Unless I say now I'm falling down (laughs) stairs. But I don't know if you... Yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, if you're talking about before you make impact...
2: But honestly, (laughs) one of the reasons that I... And this isn't really conscious now Mm -hmm. that I'm talking about it. One of the reasons that I even thought that today when I was walking down the stairs is because mm-hmm. I don't want to fall down the stairs.
1: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? I don't, and I do it because I know the more present I am, whether I'm driving, mm-hmm. whether I'm having a conversation with somebody,
1: mm-hmm.
2: no matter what it is, the more present I am, the more non-reactive I'll be because mm-hmm. I won't be thinking about the past or the future right. or, wait a minute, a year ago this person said this to me so <laughs> I think I'm going to not be, you know, I think you I'm going to be a little stressed right, right now. Maybe bring that into the conversation somehow, mm-hmm. and that passive aggressive or whatever. Right, right. So because and but that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I really try and focus on what really matters, and I really do do it all the time, every day now.
0: That's amazing.
2: It's amazing for me.
0: Yeah, well, it's 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 really cool to know about that too. Yeah. Um.
2: It's interesting because. Hal's always saying, "He goes, I have never met anyone as happy as you." Yeah. Now, this is my significant other, who mm-hmm. could get the worst of me. Sure, but hasn't? yet. Mm-hmm. And I have said to him, "I said I've changed a lot. I'm not as non-reactive as I used to be. Not that he pisses me off and I just don't get mad." Yes. Yeah. But you know, it's a different kind of yeah, relationship, no, I know it's long you. distance. But yeah. But I can't even really explain to him
1: mm-hmm.
2: because he won't really, really know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll listen. But he won't understand the depths of it. Only some people will understand the depths of what I'm talking about. Yeah. You being one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that it really requires a lot of deep thought.
0: And, it, and in a lot of ways, it's you, it's specifically tailored to you.
2: Yes, but anybody can benefit from what I'm talking
0: yeah, about. Yes, a yeah, but, but they would turn up and down different aspects of it depending on... You know how their 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 personal mind works you know what i mean right because i mean you come from you come from a difficult childhood you know you come from um living as um as a catholic for a while mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that was a part of your life that was an important part of your life for a long time mm-hmm. um I don't, well, I'm not trying to do both sides of this. If you no, in, but we could talk you know, about that a little bit. Well, that's I'm what sure I'm about. I'm... That's what I want to get to. Um, I, I was I was going to let you kind of wrap that up, but I guess we can just because I'm curious I'm curious about is there is there a specific point at which you said you looked at the way that your parents lived
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the way that your life was as a consequence. Not to say that all the. Um,
2: let me say this so I don't forget it. Yes. So we could talk about that, and we will. But I've realized that the turning a lot of the big turning points in my life are are things that either somebody said mm-hmm. or a quote that I read on my journey, even that stuck with me.
0: What are? Okay, let's get into some of those because I expected in these talks to hear more things like what you just said like I expected a lot more of things like that to like to be answers to my questions uh-huh. and I haven't been oh okay so that's interesting to me that um I guess I'm not shocked by that knowing what I know about you but
2: so some of them are people that I don't even remember their names yeah just well, what something some they that? said well, to me well
0: what are okay so give me one of those quotes and well, tell me tell me about it
2: there's so many right now okay um So just like, um, because of course we interact with people every day, Mm -hmm. and some of these things aren't even said to me from the people who I even respect or the most important people in my lives. Mm -hmm. But I would say, if I could go really way far back, I would say the first thing that I always, that I've often told people about, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned to you, and it's even really hard to explain. So when I was in college... Mm -hmm. So this is so this isn't even going back to a childhood thing. Right, this is right. college, and well, I was, your, and I was part, a pretty messed up person in college. So in
0: college, you're what? Nineteen, twenty.
2: I was seventeen.
0: Seventeen. So you just started. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I remember I was so in you're, class. So you're that's
0: young. That's could yeah. be considered your childhood.
2: Yeah. And well, it's where people might make some major changes, learn They're some very, major things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. When you're out out on your own.
2: Right. Yeah, because I wasn't actually on any defined path, put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. But I was in college, which was mm-hmm. good. Um, I had a teacher, don't remember her name. I'm not even going to try and think of her name because I won't be able to think of it. And it was either uh, art appreciation or music appreciation. Something makes me think it was music appreciation, but I don't really even remember because I was just, I don't even remember hardly anything in the whole class.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I remember her talking and I, this is why it's hard to explain, but you might understand it better since you actually took some art classes and mm-hmm. physics and stuff like that. I remember her point, see, I remember her saying she liked Pavarotti and she talked mm-hmm. about Pavarotti, which makes me think it was a music class. Yep. But then what I'm going to tell you about makes me think it was an art class. Okay. But I still think it was music, but I'm not sure. Because I would remember more art that I did. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I remember her talking about telling us to look at the outside she even just talked about it. Look at the sky and the branches against the sky and all the lines that there are, like outlining every branch. Now, I don't even know why she said that to me. I don't remember even thinking it till many years later. But this is just something that makes me constantly look up at the trees and mm-hmm. see beauty, mm-hmm. which for me is huge mm-hmm. because when I see something naturally beauty, even as far as, far as nature, mm-hmm. or even as far as kindness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That fills my heart with joy. So that's one thing. And then, I like another thing, totally, totally different. Because you know how some people don't realize how other people see them? That you that you have this image of yourself, you're not really sure what it is. Yeah. Or you're not really sure how people view you. Mm-hmm. So... Unsolicited. I was working at Air Packs. Mm-hmm. I do remember. Who, it was like a factory. Who, it was a factory. I was working in a factory um, during the summer between college, mm-hmm. so I was young again mm-hmm. still. And I just remember somebody saying to me, "For some reason, you're such a really, really nice person," <laughs> and I just thought. That made me feel so good. Not that I did not think I was a nice person, right. but for somebody who's, who just just wanted to say that to me. It could have been just because I did something nice for her. I don't even remember why she said it, but she's like, you're such a really, really nice person. And I just really remember that, and I don't even remember who she was.
0: So it, what was your takeaway from that? Was it that you were...
2: I don't even know if I had you Were ha- t-
0: happy to know that you were a nice person... Or was it that you were happy to know that you for sure made somebody else feel good? Do you know that you're somebody...
2: I think all, both of all those of things. It. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think all yeah. well of it, because what's, what's not of course. nice about your, your ego
0: liked it. You're, yeah, you're...
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, and, sure. and a lot of it's ego, and ego's a, I think about ego a lot, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. everyone so... And, and things that people would say, well, that's not your ego. Oh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. This is our ego right here, sitting Sure, hmm So, um... So, those are two, and that. So, I'll, I'll tell you something else. So, actually, so something more present day. I, I just okay. thought of three of them. One of them's from you, one's from Uncle Joe, and believe it or not, one of them's from Wayne.
0: Okay, interesting. Which
2: I know, how interesting is that? So, the one furthest away was probably, uh, I don't remember. It was Wayne or Joe. Anyway, so here's what Wayne said We were married. And I think um, I was drinking a lot. And Wayne, Wayne, Wayne hated when I drank, Wayne, and so did Daddy.
0: Wayne is Wayne is your second husband Yet. after you got divorced from Daddy. Right. Okay.
2: And, of course, he didn't say a lot of things that I thought were really valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't, we don't have to get into that. No. Well, I mean, I didn't think there was a real lot for me to learn from him, put sure. it that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I remember one day he said to me, you're such, I think this was even before we got married. Mm-hmm. He goes, you're such an interesting, great, lovable person. Mm-hmm. Why would you change your personality in any way by drinking alcohol? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't make it better. Yeah, it makes I know. it worse.
0: I can't imagine there's anybody that it makes it better
2: So that's like something that often comes to my mind. Yeah. The thing that Joe said was this is just Joe was just a feel good thing. It didn't change sure. my my um
0: perspective. Or
2: yeah, like it didn't change my yeah. It didn't mm-hmm. change my um my philosophy on life. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm just talking about things that make you the person that you are, sure. and all these little things. It, may, it might not have
0: changed anything, but it might have solidified something. Or... Yeah,
2: like I, I said, to, I, was, I was talking to him in Virginia, and I said something about, how oh, I wonder if I could, I think I'm going to do this, I think I'm going to try this. And this was even before I had this business. Mm-hmm. It might have even been when I was starting Natural Balance. I think it was before Natural Balance. I said, I'm going to do this. And Joe said, well, if anybody can do it, you can do it. And that's from Joe. Not that, I don't, not, not that I don't know that Joe loves me. I know that.
0: Of course. But he. But he
2: loves to bust my ass. Well, and
0: and he's. If he's nothing else, he is brutally honest.
2: Oh, no brutally. doubt. Brutally.
0: Oh, we yeah, don't have right. to get into that because it's a lot of what he and I talked about. Oh, okay. Um,
2: but yeah. yeah,
0: so him saying that to you, knowing about the way that he speaks, is a powerful. He meant yeah. that. He and, meant that. And without, I was like, yeah. wow.
2: And I think that stuff like that, I think. Um, it just contributes to you saying, go for it to yourself. Yeah, Yeah. The other thing, and this was more recent, and this is more of a philosophical type of thing. Mm -hmm. One day I was talking to you and I was really, really stressed out. Mm -hmm. And you... I don't know if you drew it or you just talked about it, but I could kind of picture a graphic, a little simple graphic. You said, Mom, here's the cosmos mm-hmm. and here's you. And I think you like did a little light, the teeniest little dot. Yeah. So all that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I've repeated that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't repeat it to other people and say that to mm-hmm. other people. Because you can't say that to everybody. But
0: it's become kind of a. But you knew you yeah. could say
2: that to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. but, and every once in a while I think about it. And so now it's that and other things are much easier for me to go, does it really matter? Right. Or, or sometimes, and I must have read somewhere once, you know, so always think about, so what's the worst case scenario? Because you could get your mind going crazy. Sure. So then sometimes I'd be thinking about, like, usually it's stuff with the business. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, what happens? You go out of business. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Find something else to do.
0: So basically, <laughs> what you're saying is you're able to help yourself sort of manage your perspective on situations.
2: Oh, absolutely. Right.
0: That's in a nutshell. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. very useful. It's a very useful oh. skill to have.
2: Oh my God, it's made me such a happier, um, a happier person. But along with that takes responsibility to not judge other people who cannot do it. Yeah. So at yeah. least once a day, I tell myself, don't judge that. Yeah. Don't judge them. No judging.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's amazing how much we judge people just driving down the street.
0: Well, I mean, I think that... I think you have to be judgmental about a lot of things. But um, I think, we'll, in my opinion, what you mean by that is that you're making assumptions... About people, just, I mean, we have you, you. have to judge everything as you're living. Well, no, you're living I mean, your life, I, what I'm saying to, is
2: not judging people by saying they're bad. I'm good,
0: right? That's right. what I mean. Yeah, I think it's important to clarify what you mean because yes, yeah, judging things just means making a ruling. You know what right. I mean? Just yeah, I just feel very fortunate that right. I am who I am. Right.
2: And I would just wish that other people can find peace and happiness
0: yes you're aware that other people are all deserving of your respect and compassion correct yeah and that's kind of what i'm trying to get out with these with these talks is kind of like showing that that is a through line in society that everybody does understand that but no. they get caught up they get caught up in other ideas because at the end of the day they really do want other people's respect and compassion.
2: Oh, they want others yeah, but they don't think that other they don't think that everybody deserves their respect and compassion. Not everybody thinks because, that.
0: Because their their judgment is skewed. Right. Yeah, because they're bad at accurately assessing right. other people and what they, you know. Yeah, and the what thing is about. you can't
2: possibly can't possibly know what people are going through.
0: You don't need to know, right? You don't need to know. It's oh, not. No, I the, don't.
2: I don't want to know. Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> the details are not important anyway. No. You know.
2: No, but that's why I'm saying it's not fair to, yeah. to judge them.
0: Agreed. Um, so. All right. So you laid out some 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 quotes and stuff. Do you remember? So that's re- That's really good. Um,
2: yeah. So those are just like little. Tiny things, and I think just little something. things
0: you carry with you. Yeah, in your in your little yeah. toolbox. and I'm not of even going to get with... into
2: quotes because those are yeah, infinite, right. Infinite, right, You
0: know, but um, so let's see, let's talk about your your career a little bit. So you're you.
2: Well, do you want to talk about my childhood? Because isn't that where we were going a little bit? I'm not going to go into. I'm just going to. There was just really one thing I want to say about. Okay, that. Yeah, Some, yeah, go ahead. I want to stop you. One of those. Aha moments. Yeah, please, yeah, let's do that. And I know I've told okay. you this. Pretty sure I told you this. I told a lot of people this. Mm-hmm. And the reason I I want to say it is because you said I had a troubled childhood, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't necessarily use the word troubled. S- or you said uh, rough. You said something. I think I might
0: have said rough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, so here's the thing. Yeah, my father was an alcoholic. There were some scary things that happened mm-hmm. with um, with him as far as just being afraid. You know, when he was drunk, he never, my father never hit me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I honestly don't even think I remember my father yelling at me. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean he didn't hit my brothers, but <laughs> I was happy when that happened. So um, I don't remember him hitting my sister, mm-hmm. but of course him and my mother would fight, and that's scary enough for a kid. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I never seen him hit my mother, and yeah. I don't. No, he did, but I don't think he ever did. Yeah. But they did fight a lot, mm-hmm. and that's scary. Just mm-hmm. the yelling. Yeah. No physical, just yelling is very scary to me until this day.
0: Okay. Well, I have to tell you, just like to interject them. really quick, I don't know if I ever, you probably do know this, but people yelling really bothers me too, and I wonder if that's something, because I don't know what that comes from. Because well, I'm you, sure you've heard
2: me and Daddy yell.
0: I don't have any memories of that whatsoever, none.
2: Well, I don't remember us going out But it out makes me crazy. very
0: uncomfortable, so not to get into this conversation, but I wonder if it's something that's so deep in you that it maybe came through genetics or something, you know?
2: Um, you know, it could be. I mean, because my parents had it harder than I did, and their parents had it harder than they did, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So so that's kind of a good thing, that it each yeah. it's gotten better and better. For
0: sure. But, I mean, one might argue that the... Well, I would I would argue... That the, the childhood that you provided for me and Josh sounds like it was about an order of magnitude better. Probably about ten times better than <laughs> your childhood. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know.
2: Um, which is a huge accomplishment. I, well, so let's talk about that a little bit. So just real quick, I would say, you know, besides those episodes with my father and you know, being scared and feeling sorry for my mother, my mm-hmm. mother went through a lot, so she couldn't be and she was a great mother, yeah. But it was very difficult for her, yeah, because of all her burdens mm-hmm. and five kids, mm-hmm. you know, especially one of them being David, because yeah. David was a real trouble kid. Yeah. So, so all that. But here's the thing. So I'm gonna fast forward again to college. Okay. So and it's funny because me and Kathy and Linda were talking about this how, or no, me and Virginia were talking about how we always thought that all our friends had it better because we were poor,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and we just thought all our friends had it better than us. We thought they were rich. They got mm-hmm. a lot of toys for Christmas. Or I even said I used to think that Kathy Scanlon, Kathy Leggett was rich because she had fresh strawberries and a refrigerator and a whole bunch of other fresh fruit and she had <laughs> she always had new stickers and you know, whereas yeah. we I went to the refrigerator there's meat there's nothing in there. There's milk and eggs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um so anyways so when I got to college, you know, of course, still, you know, there was a, new, there was a lot of people. And then my friend Debbie, who mm-hmm. lived in Newtown, she was my roommate, went to her house. She had a beautiful house in Newtown. Her father was a, a, a computer guy, so I was like, wow. And so one day we're in our room, in our dorm room, mm-hmm. and either I called home or somebody called our room. And Debbie's just doing her homework, whatever, listening to me on the phone. And here's my end of it, talking to, like, my mother maybe mm-hmm. my father. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I think my father was good then. Mm-hmm. And siblings. So I'm going, all right, all right, Um, yep, I love you, too. I got to go. All right, I love you, too. All right, let me talk to him. All right, hi, I know I miss you. I love you. I love you, I love you too. Yes, tell the other I love him. I was like, oh, my God, bye. all right, I got to go. All right, I love you. Bye. Yeah, hang up. Debbie's looking at me. I never told you this?
0: I, mean, I know the story. Yeah.
2: So Debbie's looking at me, and she goes, you're so lucky. And I was like, why? She said, because your family, and your parents tell you that they love you. And I always felt loved. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. I never, I don't ever remember at one point ever thinking, my father doesn't love me, mm-hmm. or my mother doesn't love me and that's golden. Yeah. And I felt so bad for her. Yeah. You know, and I saw how she struggled with that and I think she still struggles with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I, I that's definitely um, something that you okay. got I'm, It blew my mind. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's something that you guys have y- you and daddy have for sure continued, you know.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. Daddy was very lo- well. You know how loving yeah, Daddy was. Yeah, of course, it's, And I remember telling yeah. that story to. I think I was telling it to somebody, and I think Linda was there. And she and Linda said to me, "My parents didn't tell me that either." I was like, hey, "I guess it's hard for me to understand how you could even be a parent yeah. and not say that."
1: Yeah.
2: And and that and I like and it's funny because we're just talking about judging. Mm-hmm. I don't want to judge that, but I just can't. It's so hard. You know how I am. I'm yeah, like I mean, and the thing is, not only...
0: And the other thing, too, is, you know, um, Aunt Virginia and I talked about this, is that, you know, I've been around... Tw- I've, I've been your son 28 years. Same with Daddy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we know that we love each other. We know exactly how we feel about each other. But we say it anyway. And it's not habit. We mean it when we say it. There's a lot of intention behind we it. We want to say it. We want to say it. There's a lot of, you know, we it's it's. The words are just as important as as the, the intention. Oh. In that in that case, you know. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think saying it is very very important. Yeah. I mean it's. It's not It's not like, okay, so I love you, so I don't have to say I love you. It's not like, it's different if you say, okay, I know it's our anniversary, but do I have to get you a card? No, you don't have to get the card. You can just say, happy anniversary. I really mm-hmm. love you. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not about the card.
1: Right.
2: You know what I mean? Right. Even though for some people it is about the card. Sure. And I'm not even going to say that, for me, it's not about the card sometimes. Yeah, but, sure. But... It doesn't really have to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like saying I didn't get a card and being mad about it is kind of a reactive thing. Yeah. So now I would just think, why are you mad that somebody didn't give you a card for this or that reason? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Do they hate you now? No. Yeah. <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs> um, so So let's fast forward to you being a massage therapist because... For anybody who doesn't know, massage therapy is, at least in the, you know, I don't want to speak for every massage therapist or massage therapy business, but massage therapy is a very direct, it's a therapy, you know, it's a service.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, It's not about pleasure. It's about therapy. It's about... Oh, no. I mean, it it it, it is about. Uh,
2: it's about to me. It's about pleasure.
0: Yeah, but I mean.
2: I mean, on the receiving end.
0: I know, but I mean, um, as the, it's it is about pleasure, but it's 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 deeper than that because the therapy that that provides, is um is actual like. Healthful. Good, it's health. Yeah, it's part healthful. of. It. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. healthful. Yes. Yes. yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. My point being that your chosen uh, career path at this point. Is dedicating yourself to providing healthful pleasure, immediate in an immediate way as a service to whoever shows up and wants it.
2: Well, it's interesting to hear you say that because if some if somebody else else asked me what mm-hmm. I did for a living, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really. I would say I was a massage therapist, but that would be like an aside thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a business person.
0: Okay, but but you could be you could be selling rock salt to Home Depot. Right.
2: You know what I mean. You right.
0: but this is what you've chosen to spend your business doing. Right. Your, your and to tell you knowledge.
2: the truth, yeah. So yeah. All right. Yeah. So 15 years, that was my trade. Mm-hmm. This is what I did. Right. Even though at the same time I was also in business
0: mm-hmm. because I had my own business. Right. But um. Well, let me let me let's rewind. What what made you even get into wanting to do massage?
2: Well, then that will go back to exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Because um, it's actually two things, and I think this is two reason. This is these are reasons why anybody changes their professional. Mm-hmm. So I was working at the training school. Mm-hmm. I knew right then and there that wasn't something I wanted to do full time.
0: Which and can you just explain what what, what well, that place was? Well, um,
2: well, here's the thing. I and I don't want to say it's just working with developmentally disabled. So I was started out in therapeutic rec at self-care training school with developmentally disabled, which I really like. Once the funds started taking away for therapeutic rec, I had to get out of that field and go into direct care, which is something I never wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And depending on what population of developmentally disabled people you work with... Is what is determines some what people kind of
0: stuff, how dirty you have to get your hands. Then, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's not just about getting dirty because, you know, I was able, you know, I mean, when I... Uh, well,
0: yeah, we're, it already st- get, we're already getting into something interesting because when you think about, if you ask me, would I ever want to be a massage therapist, easy no. I like making people feel good. I like helping people yeah. with their health. But I don't. I can't get past the touching people thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know it's even on the other end. Some people can't get past. They don't want to get a massage because they don't want to get touched. Right. So there's already. Well, we're already getting into there's part of you that you can ignore the fact that, you know, even the fact that you went and the place that you worked at. That's a situation that would make a lot of people very uncomfortable working right. on developmentally disabled people.
2: Yeah, and it was really hard for a long time. I didn't think I'd be able to do it. Because, you know, years ago it was different. I was working with, uh, I mean, you have to remember, I was actually pregnant. Mm-hmm. When I started working with some very tough clients. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this. And they were big guys. Mm-hmm. They like ran around naked. And, you know, there was just like cr- that's At the
0: training the, at school. At training school. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so anyways, um, but it's way different than that now, but I didn't want to, once I couldn't do therapeutic rec anymore, because it was like going on trips and doing fun things with the clients, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. When I got into direct care, either you're working with um, higher functioning behavior clients mm-hmm. who you could actually get to know a little better and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little easier with behavior modification and finding out what they liked and what their, mm-hmm. you know, what they didn't like. As far as working with somebody that you had to feed and change and all that, that's that wasn't something that I, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. I needed something at a faster pace mm-hmm. that required a little more creativity sure. or sure. know, challenge, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. So... um Something you could put yourself into. Yeah. Anymore, yeah. So that's
2: why, uh, you know, so so over the years I changed my job a lot working for the state probably 10 times. Mm-hmm. So I worked all over the state in all different capacities, yeah. which isn't really a big surprise. Really but, within,
0: me. but within the same sort of department? Yeah. So yeah. I
2: had to stay in, um, I was in family support for a while and I liked that. But then eventually I just had to go, well, I'm not going to get into my whole life story, but eventually I ended up in direct care, and it took a while before I found a place to work with clients that I really liked working with. So, And then I ended up glad that I kept it in the long run. I mean, it went part-time, mm-hmm. as you know. I went part-time because I didn't want to do a full-time. Right. I didn't want to work for the state full-time, but I was smart enough to know, mm-hmm. mm, I think I'll keep these benefits. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so then, uh, so I decided I need to do something else. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I went back to school for massage therapy. Mm -hmm. I went back to school for massage therapy because when I was stressful, you know, when I was going through stressful times, I went and got a massage and I was like, what the hell? This is amazing. It was the first thing that I was actually able to shut my mind off Mm -hmm. and just get freaking massage. I was like, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a massage from one of the, from a really, really good massage therapist Mm -hmm. too. So that I was was obviously,
0: yeah, there's such a thing as a bad massage. Yeah. I mean,
2: I got a great massage and that was it. I was like, you know what? So I started getting more massages, which at the time, since I didn't have any money, meant like four massages a year, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, and that was it. I was in love with massage. And then I just decided, you know what, this is what I want to do.
0: I want to do this for other people. I want to give other yeah. people the feeling that I get.
2: Yeah, I think this is really That's, cool and I want to learn more about this because yeah. this is awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so it wasn't just I wanted. I want to give people the feeling that I get. It's that you wanted to learn more about why that happened?
2: Uh, no, not really no, the science really. of it because I really did okay. shit as far as that goes. but. Well, but I think, for, because even to this day, massage for me is more about my mind, mm-hmm. whereas 90% of my clients, mm-hmm. it's about their body right. and their mind. I mean, so yeah, it's you about s- my body. Because I'm sure there's really people,
0: just... I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm sure there's people who take more of a biology, medicinal approach to per- giving a massage versus... Um, oh yeah,
2: it's all over the place.
0: Are yeah, you, people that are, you, are you sound com- like you're more on the intuitive, kind of go do what you feel, kind of.
2: Well, I am more intuitive. Not to
0: say think, one's good or bad. Actually, I don't even want to
2: say intuitive. I've been doing it for 15 years, so you just do it.
0: Yeah, it becomes um, intuitive.
2: The, the intuitive part comes in when, when you might ask a client... Hey, is this going on, or something like that? Which you're very careful who you say things like that to because it's kind of, Based out, on of what? out of your scope of Based practice. Based on you like, feel, or before you start? Like, are you going through, are you going through something right now? Because you really don't want to have to make people talk when they're getting massaged. It's up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I would talk to them just a little why from would you ask somebody that? Based if they're totally what? Just glied. locked up. Yeah.
0: Like their body, based yeah. on what you feel with your hands. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm asking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. like if you feel... the. You're not the talking talk. about when
0: they walk in and you, you feel Or if like you
2: feel like, like they're, they're, they're they're small talk because something really deep is going on. You mm-hmm. can just feel it, you know what yeah. I mean? Okay. That type of thing. So you're just careful. If you really know them, you're like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. As opposed to somebody saying, you know, it's not your business. Right, right. But, but most of what I do so is has, really just breaking se- up muscle tissue. So sometimes
0: <laughs> it can have a secondary therapeutic effect. If you do end up chatting a little bit about, yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, because it's, I imagine it's a, little, it might be. I'm sure you've encountered scenarios where somebody wasn't going to bring it up, but in that moment they open up a little bit, which allows their body to open up a little bit, which allows you to give them better, right, you know, therapy.
2: Yeah, or sometimes you'll just tell people take a deep breath, and they'll realize they were they were physically yeah, holding. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Because there's a
2: difference between holding and guarded. Guarded mm-hmm. is.
0: So I guess, so I guess we've we've pretty much covered what you like like about being a massage therapist. Is there anything? Um, what, what do you what do you dislike about it?
2: Well, um, it, I don't even, it's not a, I, that I dislike it doing massage anymore. It's that I'm ready to. I already know I'm ready to move on. Sure. You know, I I like the business aspect of what I do mm-hmm. more than massage right now. And, and because I have another business, right? because I have so many other interests,
0: mm-hmm.
2: when I do massage, mm-hmm. I can't multitask. <laughs> not that multitasking <laughs> is a good thing, I'm not saying that. But when, during my really busy times, like say I got to do my payroll and I got to do stuff with outdoor adventures and I got to do this and I go to that, and I'm doing a massage, it's very hard for me to stay present. I mm. have to be very conscious sure. of that. And so, which is why now, you always hear me saying, I hired somebody, I trained somebody, because I want people who want to be doing massages to do massages. Yeah. I don't really want to do massages that much anymore. Right. I have my own clients that I like, and I'll keep them. If it's a really dead day and I have an open slot, I might I hate to say it, but the reason I might open up my schedule
1: mm-hmm.
2: is to increase the revenue. Not because I feel like giving somebody a massage. I'd right. actually rather get a massage myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, it's not that I don't like doing it anymore, it's that I don't want to keep doing it, and I definitely don't want to do more of it.
1: hmm Okay. Just
2: because my life is in transition now. hmm You know, that's why I just, you know what I want now? I want more days with nothing to do.
1: hmm
2: That's where I'm going now. Yeah. So, I could say, oh, I have nothing to do today. Not that I won't do anything. Well,
1: well of course. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, now I'll just say... I'm just going to read for the next 2 hours mm. and maybe I'll fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or I'm just going to go for a walk.
0: You're going to be good at being retired.
2: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But all you know, you know I'll be busy. Mm-hmm. You know, for the rest yeah. of my life, but but I want that to be a choice. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, all of it, all of my life is a choice mm-hmm. basically right now. And you know, there's just Really sometimes I feel like okay, I mean, when you're a person who says I can't add on another vacation next year because I already have too many. <laughs> you know, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't
0: know if I'd call it a problem. That's
2: well that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean that's actually yeah, it's not a problem, you're right, but that's actually something I have to think about. Mm-hmm. Like I need to hold back because
0: <laughs> Yeah. So so in the so you've created this this business that's kind of centered around you, you found you found you have these life philosophies and you found a way to create a business that you're able to kind of funnel that all into. Aside from the whole business side of it and how you're mm-hmm. good at that and, and everything. But I'm sure a lot of that ties into the way you conduct business as well. And I know I know that it does.
2: Probably ties more probably better into how uh, yeah, how I how I manage my staff
1: mm-hmm.
2: and how I uh, look at myself as a quote competitor in the industry, mm-hmm. like, like I'm not I I haven't I'm not in a doggy dog world mm-hmm. of massage therapy. It's like everyone you know over the years, people always say, "Oh, just see a massage place." Well, what do you mean guy? that
0: you're not in that world? You mean because you feel like you have created something that is not like. um... Because you have a business, you're in a business that has competing businesses. Of course. So, one might argue that you are in that world, but
2: oh yeah, no, I'm in a it's a competitive world. Right. I'm in a business that's definitely but you competitive. don't treat it like a. No. Here's what I think about that. Because every time somebody would say, "Oh, this place opened up, or that place opened up," I'd be like, "You know what? I already work as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. I already do the best that I can." Mm-hmm. I can't worry about another place opening up. That and that's it. Yeah. And I don't think about it anymore. Yeah,
0: because yeah, exactly. So what? Because what more, what, could you what more can you do? What more could I do? What more could you do? Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I mean, it sounds. I mean, you know, based on everything that you've said and everything that you know, everything that I know about your business and about you, it seems like well, your business is almost like an ultimate piece of art that you've created. You know what I mean? That you've taken something from inside yourself and you've created it into this tangible thing that has all these like working parts and.
2: Well, I will say that I mean besides the fact that I raised two phenomenal boys, the other thing that I'm really proud of this business. Yeah. I'm really, be, yeah. really proud that when I look at. Okay, I'm going to go to school for massage therapy. And now I have. Two locations, and that I employed so many yeah, people. Yeah, you've
0: employed many people throughout the years. I can't and imagine. And created people who went off and did their own thing and are still successful now. And right. I'm and sure I learned a lot from you, not just about. The, and
2: the thing is, millions of people, well, not millions, but, well, yeah, lots of people created something from nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. It's yeah. not like I'm in a class of my own. Well, lots it's of kind of a do, redundant thing. But it's really, really, really hard.
0: Well, that's, it's kind of a redundant statement to say created something from nothing because that's what creating is. Creating is taking nothing and making it into something. Well, right? that's true. Or yeah, not necessarily nothing, but it's taking something intangible and making it tangible. Right. And doing it through... Um, kind of putting it through yourself as, as, as a human being. As yeah. Someone having a human experience, you know? Yeah. That's, it's really cool to... I never really thought about this as a piece of art before, but that's exactly what it is.
2: Well, it's funny. Do you remember? And there's another thing that you said to me that kind of helped. Remember when um, one of my therapists left and I was all freaking out about it? Mm-hmm. And you said, Mom, a business is an organism. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I tell people about that all sure, the time, yeah. too. And it was just like...
0: Mm-hmm. And plus, what more could you ask for? Like, What would be a better sign of your success? Than you taking someone on, they work for you for a while, and then they leave because they're now somebody who can also be successful. Right, Like, that's right. amazing.
2: Yeah, it's like, like instead of giving somebody fish, teach somebody how to fish. That exactly. Thing. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Well, that's the other reason why now...
0: Yeah, but that person you're teaching to fish is somebody who, while you're teaching them is making you money. Yeah, that's and, you true. know what I mean? Yeah. Is fishing for you and you're getting a cut of the fish that they're selling. You yeah, know?
2: because now I have to tell you, now with places like Hand in Stone and Massage Envy, now I really care about the industry. Mm. Not just about me as a business person and mm-hmm. the survival of natural balance. Yeah. I think about me as, as Someone who's contributed to the industry because I think it's a very important industry. Mm-hmm. So if I actually have people and they stay here and they continue to love massage therapy and go out into the world and continue it, then I'm really happy about that as opposed the, to somebody picture. going to massage envy and saying this sucks and then they go into another field.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but yeah, places like, you know, They 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 have a place in the market, and they always will. No, and it's and it's fine.
2: But that's the other thing too. You know what? I'm just doing my thing because right now, for me, life is an adventure. Mm. And I just I just have I don't worry about Mm -hmm. the future at all anymore. But I but there are specific things I do because as much as. You know me, it's not like I've been like a money hungry person or a money person. Right. I've only been comfortable with money for a short time.
1: Yeah.
2: And I like it. Yeah. Because it gives me freedom. Yeah. You know? For sure. And even though I know I'd be fine if I didn't, because I don't have a lot of really material needs. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like the fact that I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay my bills. Right. Yeah, that's a, and, that's a powerful and, thing. And even though... But it, even when it you didn't... And it forced me to learn more about money, yeah. how to make money work for me mm. instead of me working for money. Mm-hmm. And that's important.
0: Yeah, I mean, an, uh, you know, another... So you're obviously a, a very competent person in a lot of ways. Would you agree with that?
2: hmm yeah.
0: If I asked you what your advice would be for somebody about how to get confident, what would it be, or how to grow your confidence?
2: Oh my God, I don't know what I would say, because I know people who have no confidence. And mm-hmm. I, would, I don't know what to say to people that don't well, how have did the you confidence. Be, how, did
0: you, how did you become a confident person, you think?
2: Well, I mean, I think because there's I took people who read a, well, here's self-help the books all day here's long. The thing is, you have to take risks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which requires a lot of courage. Mhm. And you have to be afraid. you have to be okay by failing and mm-hmm. you have to keep going. Mm-hmm. That's how you get confidence. Mm-hmm. But you can't make people take a risk. Right. Some people just want to stay in their bubble and a lot of people don't like change. Change does not bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how. I got, I think I got just my confidence by... You know, that's why you look at all the different things that... My first business?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did I ever tell you the reason why I started Little Shop of Miracles?
0: No, I don't think so, no.
2: It's because I was so sick and tired of money not coming into the household because of other people's failures. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I got so sick of that, and I was just working and working and working, and then I would think some money's coming in. Oh, and all of a sudden, oh, no, it isn't. Up? Yeah. Oh, my, this, blah, blah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Whatever money I had in savings, I said, you know what? I'm, st- I'm going to start my own business. And if it fails...
0: At least you tried.
2: At least I tried mm-hmm. with something, you know what I mean? At least...
0: At least you had control over I'm not
2: going to say no. what I actually thought. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? At least I felt as there was some value in me trying that. Right, right. Not trying something that's that's just going to keep going out the window. Right, right. And that's one of the things. And that just goes to show you that you can't judge your situation. That was
0: was a big leap. But it was a leap made out of maybe a sense of desperation.
2: I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I knew nothing about business.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And there's so so really... so let me
0: well okay so we're getting to something interesting then because it sounds like well, I mean you had you had some level of success with that business or did it just kind of well how would you how would you rate your how that went I mean how, um, you had well, it for a couple could, of years right
2: yeah it, it well it took me a couple of years to realize I don't, I don't really have what it takes right now right. to 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 make this business better and. Because, like, my hours were kind of screwed up for retail. Mm-hmm. You guys were little. Mm-hmm. Um, I was terrible with, like, accounting and bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. I was terrible with merchandising. Mm-hmm. Um, I was good at marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. I made some mistakes there. But, I mean, that business made me realize where what I was good at and what I wasn't
0: good at okay so this is what I want to get to okay this is I'm going to answer your question for you because you're saying a lot of things that I don't think you realize you're saying okay <clears throat> you took this gigantic leap this gigantic risk not by being confident but by being desperate and the ways that those risks that risk paid off mm-hmm. helped you become more confident because you learned things about yourself through that gigantic risk, through diving yeah, into the deep end.
2: Yep, and actually, you know what? Now that you say that, mm-hmm. that's the same reason why I opened up my second location through desperation.
0: Second massage location.
2: Yep, you were in college, and I was getting divorced. I didn't know that. This place we're sitting in right here.
0: I didn't know that. Yep, I thought it was I because was you were so wildly successful, and no, you needed that, <laughs> you needed what? You that need.
2: wasn't why. <laughs> Half my in most of my income was going away, and it
0: totally paid off. Yes. Very interesting. <laughs> because, well, because I've had other conversations about confidence and I guess there's clearly multiple ways to get confident. So because, I'll tell people open up a business my, that's well, well now here's the thing, is that my advice is if you have if you don't know how to get confident, I would say set up small wins for yourself. Set up situations for yourself that you know are gonna go the way that you planned, that you know that you can be successful at, and And you do a lot of those, and you'll become slowly, slowly more confident. Yeah, but I think you have to throw
2: in some losses to know that you'll be okay. Well, the
0: point is that with a lot of small wins, some losses will seem less significant. Whereas if all you're doing is trying big things and you have no, you know, things that are not working, if all you have is losses, 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 and they're all big ones, you're not, not not only are you not going to get more confident, you're going to get less confident. Right. Whereas if you do small things throughout the day that you feel good about that you decided to do, you know, or if you have a conversation with somebody, or if you stick behind an opinion you have and things went okay, you you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Small ways, whether at work or at home or personal relationships, that will slowly over time, a build confidence. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it depends on
2: what's been said to you when you were a little. All of this is maybe.
0: (laughs) All of this is maybe. Right. You know what I mean. But, um, but if somebody's that, asking... All my, my point is just that that would be my advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That has been my advice. But you did not do that. You no. made a gigantic risk out of desperation. And it may be not, maybe it didn't pay off in the ways that you wanted it to and hoped that it would. But right. it paid off in ways that you didn't expect, which I think is a very important lesson. Yeah. Because you can't know... You can't know what types of things in your life are going to help you grow and move forward. You can't predict those things because they're going to happen outside of your comfort zone.
2: You want to know something funny about that business? The other thing I learned is that there's so many people in business that also don't know what they're doing.
0: At, at, there's so many people in all walks of life that don't know what they're doing. But that's what people I People that learned. get in over their head on purpose because they know it'll be an opportunity to grow.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah, so that was... And but you didn't like, necessarily... But, but, but everybody thought I was a really good business person. And this day, there's people that say to me, "Well, there is You're a, an excellent business person. Well, there is also a fake it till you make
0: it aspect to confidence. Right,
2: but I still think, to me, an excellent business person is someone who's excellent in all aspects of business. And that's not the case with me.
0: I That might not be the case with anyone.
2: But... It's no, a no. good thing to strive no, no, for. No, 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 that is the case. with the, There are people that are, are good at they're good at management. They're good at, at bookkeeping. They're good at knowing yeah. all their numbers. They're it's good probably at, rare, though.
0: Yeah. It's probably rare among... I mean, there's a lot of people who own businesses. All
2: five shark tanks. <laughs> I mean, sharks.
0: Some of them are kind of assholes. No, I
2: know. And you it's know
0: kidding. this. Been through divorces and stuff like what that. What time is it? We've done an hour and a minute.
2: Okay.
0: I think this is a good point to wrap this up. Okay. Um, I think some some great wisdom can be gleaned from everything that you said today. Which I'm not shocked by. <laughs> that was highly anticipated. Yeah. Um, but I. Did I, you
2: learn anything?
0: I learned some. Yeah, I did. I told you. This, you said some things that I didn't know. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, I, this has been really wonderful, and I really appreciate you doing it. Thank you so no much. No problem. You're welcome. And I hope you know that you are loved.
2: I love you too.